0: Welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, everybody. I'm your host Colin Morgan. Listen, are you tired not living a fulfilling life? Do you believe you deserve more? Do you want more? Is it finally your time? If yes, then stick around. I welcome you to the Daily Grind.
1: Prove it, I'm ready to do it, I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now, I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out So what are you afraid of, those feelings are made of Get in the game, your moment of fame, show them what you made of It's time that we stand up, it's time that we man up For anyone asking who is the best, we putting our hands up My time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in the I'm ready time. to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. My time. My time. None of you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud. My time. My time. None of you people can tell me to stop.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Wix. Now, there's a lot of products and services that I bring you here on The Daily Grind to hopefully help you live a better life. But for me, Wix is something that I have actually used. If you go to dailygrindpodcast.com right now, you can check out the newly designed website that I built from scratch using Wix. This was the first site I ever created by myself, Because in the past, I've had to pay someone else to build it for me. I've had to go through that back and forth of asking for something different just to end up at the end really unsatisfied and having to put up with what I had. Using Wix allowed me to design and customize the site exactly how I wanted it. And if you're super creative, you can design it from scratch. Or if you're like me, you can start with one of the amazing templates, which gives you a really solid base to build off of. And then from there, everything is automatically optimized, whether it's desktop or mobile. Honestly, it's just super simple to use, easy, and anything you don't know, there's support and videos there to help you. To make this even better, they have built-in SEO so you don't need to be an SEO expert or you don't have to hire someone and pay someone either in order for your business to get recognized online. Now, of course, I'm not just gonna rave about this amazing product and not share it with you, so if you or someone you know wants to create an amazing website, All you have to do is go to Wix.com forward slash podcast to get started today for 10% off. Again, that is Wix.com forward slash podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here, The Daily Grind. Today on episode 443 of The Daily Grind, we sit down with Michael Gabriel. How far is Vega President Michael Gabriel willing to, To go to live his brand's value? The answer is 226 kilometers, 3.86 in the Pacific Ocean, and 180.25 on a bike, topped off with a 42.2 kilometer marathon. Michael, a lifelong athlete who recently took the helm of the popular plant based nutrition brand, recently completed his first Ironman triathlon as one of the 2,000 athletes at the 2019 Ironman World Championship in Hawaii on October 12th. Vegas sponsored the event for the first time in 2019, the largest sponsorship in the history of the brand. And Michael's motivation to complete this race reflects his approach to leading a company that was built on the power of a plant-based performance michael's excited to discuss the unique heritage of the vega brand and how that vision has continued to drive the company today he can also discuss the leadership lessons that came with completing the iron man today everyone awesome episode i actually use vega myself which was funny enough that we did this interview so be sure as always you have a pen a piece of paper sit back and really dive deep in today's interview with the amazing michael gabriel enjoy well, Michael, Gabriel, welcome to The Daily Grind. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here with you.
0: Of course, Michael. We're all super excited. And uh, if you wouldn't mind for some listeners being first introduced to who you are, people who don't know who you are yet, if you wouldn't mind just kind of speaking a little bit more about uh, who you are and who Michael is and, and what it is that you do.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. So I'm Michael Gabriel, and uh, I am the president of Vega here in Vancouver, uh, proudly Canadian brand, uh, playing in the plant-based uh, space, and uh, we like to uh, we like to call ourselves uh, the invert the inventors.
0: Okay, and why I don't the know if inventors? You remember, but
2: about 15 about 15 years ago, we uh, we essentially came up with this concept of uh, of a plant-based nutrition and. Uh, it was based on a, on a need of our co-founder, uh, Brandon, Brandon Brazier, yeah. who was a professional triathlete, and, uh, and he grew up vegan. And uh, what's amazing about his story is that, uh, you know, he was in the grind trying to make a, a strong uh, professional career in triathlons, and uh, he was actually struggling to get uh, those marginal gains because he was putting all the hours that he could put in for training, but uh, he realized that he was not um, recovering fast enough uh, to come the day after and keep on uh, on grinding. Yeah. So you know he came uh, he came about uh, maca at that point in time and uh, started to learn about some of these uh, benefits to uh, to help uh, recovery and uh, he essentially formulated uh, what we have today in the portfolio called Vega One uh, as the prime, uh, nutrition for him to, uh, to recover faster. And, and that's where he, what everything started.
0: That's amazing. You know what? It's so funny when, uh, you were scheduled to come on the show, I was waiting for you to, for us to start the episode here, but I actually have Vega and that's what I take. And it's funny how when I, when we scheduled huh. on here, I was like, that can't be the same thing. And it was, and I was like, wow, because, you know, my girlfriend and I were both vegetarian, and we try to do our best uh-huh. to eat plant-based all the time. Although it's super difficult, yeah. um, but we saw this, and we're like, "Wow, what a great alternative!" We've tried it; and we love it.
2: Fantastic! That's great to hear. <laughs> and and everything we do, we put a lot of love into, right? I mean, yeah. uh, everything we have in our uh, in our tops has a purpose, and uh, and that's why we feel very proud about uh, what we put out there in the marketplace for people like you that's and it. like
0: me, you know. Of course. Yep. How long have you been with uh, Vega for?
2: So I joined Vega in January, January this year. So it's been uh, almost ten months, and it's been an incredible ride.
0: And what did you do before that?
2: Uh, before that, I was working for a tea company.
0: Got you. Yeah. So you kind of have always been in the sort of sort of food space.
2: Not really, not okay. really. Actually, if you look uh if you look back to my origins, I actually started my career in uh in cosmetics. So I spent uh up to uh, today most of the time of my career in cosmetics working for uh for the three biggest uh brands out there.
0: Wow, and did That's you do big, that biggest... like walk walk me through briefly timeline. So you went to I'm assuming you went to university?
2: Yes. Went yes. To... So I'm from Venezuela. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in, uh, in Venezuela, you always go to university. You try to go to university as the, a, as a, you know, best path for, uh, for a career yep. in, uh, in some of the companies that you have in the, in the country. Um, I got trained as an economist, and, um, and then I started working for a French uh, cosmetics company. Okay. Then I moved, uh, I moved to an American uh, cosmetics company uh, when I moved to the U.S., uh, as you know, Venezuela went through a political uh, turmoil with, uh, you know, Hugo Chavez and and, uh, yeah, of course. and the current government. And uh, I decided to leave the country, went to the States, worked for uh, for Estee Lauder uh, at the time, and then uh, and then I moved to a Japanese company. And then at some point, I wanted to do something different. And uh, you know, I've always been passionate about uh, nutrition and uh, and beverages, and uh, that's why I make the, the jump into the food space.
0: Amazing. So based on sort of everything you've done in your career, having sort of been in cosmetics and then now getting into this space, like being able to work with some of the top brands and and biggest brand, I mean, you named a whole bunch there. What do you see sort of separates top brands from everyone else?
2: Look, I will say uh, brands that, uh, that remain relevant. Brands that connect with the consumers mm-hmm. and uh, and brands that uh, that have a long life uh, they have one thing in common is that uh, they do not compromise uh, on their core beliefs. Uh, their purpose is very uh, well embedded in uh, in everything uh, we do uh, daily, and uh, and we have a, a purpose that's just larger than a commercial relationship with uh, someone, right? So. We want to do something that's uh, good for uh, for our customers, but also good for the planet, and uh, and something that leaves uh, a legacy behind that it's uh, larger than life.
0: Hundred percent. What? Uh, so, how were you introduced? How were you introduced to Vega? What what got you into into the company in January? What attracted you to the company?
2: You know what? Funny enough, um, I've been an athlete all my life, okay. and um, my youngest daughter uh, about three years ago started. Uh, talking to us about uh moving into a much more uh, plant-based diet and she wanted it to be you know vegetarian and uh, you know she was uh more conscious about uh the animal well-beings and whatnot and uh, as an athlete myself i started uh, researching uh the benefits of a plant-based diet and uh, along the way i learned about uh you know the great performance of uh, some ultra runners, and uh, you know even basketball players like uh, LeBron and whatnot, uh, moving into a plant-based diet and performing at their best. Yeah. So that that was in the back of my head, and um, and along the way, uh, Vega called, uh, and it was love at first sight, basically.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So you're uh, what's your sport? Are you a triathlete?
2: I am a triathlete, but I grew up uh, swimming and okay. uh, playing basketball, uh, and doing a little bit of uh, karate. Gotcha. Uh, I never got my black belt. Uh, had to move from the country and uh, ended up being only a brown belt. But uh, but most of my uh, my youth was actually in basketball and swimming. And then uh, when I moved to Miami, I was actually uh, much more avid uh, at cycling. Okay. And uh, along that journey, I started doing triathlons in uh, in Miami, and then uh, I kept on doing them. So it's been close to 15 years now.
0: Wow. So growing up, I mean, I grew up an athlete too. I'm always fascinated. So I mean, you grew up in a, in a team sport in basketball swimming is kind of a team sport but it's more individual based right would you say it
2: is yeah it's it's totally individual
0: yeah it's more even though you can kind of somehow be i mean it's individual but growing up in in those sports like what do you think having the chance to, to be a part of a team and be a part of that what did how did that set you up for life
2: that's a very good question. I mean, what I uh, what I appreciate the most about um, um, team sports um, or or sports that you play in, uh, in teams is the fact that uh, one single individual star will not get you uh, to excellence. Yes. And uh, what you quickly learn is that uh, you need to unlock um, the true value and potential of your uh, of your team members. And uh, to do that, you basically have to trust. You have to trust the people that you have around you. Mm. And, uh, and what I will say is the, the biggest way to unlock that trust is actually an insane amount of debriefing okay. to the point where you, get, uh, where you get to know what your team members are going to do before they even do it. So you start playing by, uh, by memory and by, um, and by intuition you'll know where your team member is going to be when you're going to pass the ball before your team member is going to be there.
0: 100%. It's, I mean, it sounds a lot like business, right? Pretty much. That's, uh, if you ask me today, what
2: is the biggest, uh, the biggest area to concentrate on early on uh, when you're joining a new, uh, a new business or joining a new team is to get to that point in which you can uh, actually have full trust uh, on the members of your team And uh, you create a space in which uh, opinions can be shared without uh, any fear for judgment. Hmm. That's the way you truly unlock uh, the potential of a team.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And I think it, you know, especially a lot of people listening, Michael, are trying to break out of what they're doing. Maybe they're trying to start something for themselves, move up in their company, but for those of them... Who are trying to start something for themselves i mean uh, i don't know have you ever seen the movie you play basketball i don't know if you've seen this movie it's called semi-pro this is actually the second time today i've made this reference but I, i'm wondering if you've seen that movie i have
2: not watched that movie no i <laughs> okay.
0: have not watched it so it's a comedy semi-pro it's a okay. comedy with will Ferrell. so essentially he's the the team owner he's the announcer he's the general manager head coach uh, and he's the starting power forward. So he does everything, but it's a great metaphor oh, wow. for like what a, a businessman, when he's just starting, does, right? And you now have to start to create that structure around you to be able to create that team.
2: You do. I mean, uh, definitely when you're starting a business uh, from the get-go, uh, there are many, many hats you need to wear at the same time, but that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean that you cannot rely on, uh, on other members to help you. Um, so true.: Whether it's uh, you know, an advisor or whether it's uh, a co manufacturer or someone that you just want to bounce ideas by, um, there is value in everything,
0: right. That totally. It's a team. totally. So with you now and Vega, um, you started in January, what, what's your sort of what kind of mark do you want to make on the company? What do you see you know, yourself doing and the impact you're trying to make here going forward? Um,
2: what do I want to? What do I want what, what do I want to leave behind? Um, look, I think uh, making sure that uh, anything we do continues to be very close to that um, original foundation uh, that we used when we first started Vega, yep. um, having products that answer uh, a need. Um, making sure that uh, anything we put in the top continues to be uh, purposeful, and um, having a team that is fully empowered to uh, to continue with this uh, journey, even past my time in Vega.
0: Totally. That, uh,
2: if I get to that point, I will feel very, very happy with my journey at Vega.
0: So how did you personally develop yourself you know, as a leader, because I'm sure, you know, it's progressed. And now you step into this leadership role. And I'm sure you've been doing this for a while. But what was the transition like from you going from, you know, essentially, you're working in companies, now you got a lead? Yeah,
2: I'll, um, I'll say that my biggest, uh, you know, anchor is, uh, is reflecting. So one thing I do systematically every single day, is i take the time at the end of the day to reflect on uh, what i was able to accomplish mm. what i didn't accomplish why did i not accomplish it and uh, what do i want to set uh, my sights on for uh, for the next day or the next week or the next 30 days 60 days and 90 days and keep that um, accountability mirror pretty open and uh, and just just make sure that you you are keeping yourself uh, honest with everything that you do so um, along with that, uh, it gives you the opportunity to, uh, to get humble, uh, at what you do.
1: Yeah.
2: And, uh, and it gives you the opportunity to really seek for feedback and seek for, um, for the unknown because uh, oftentimes you will find that the answers are actually around the team that you're working with. You just need to be pretty open and, uh, and, uh, systematic about, uh, seeking for that feedback.
0: hundred percent. Are you, you're obviously, are you a big planner?
2: More than a planner, I would say that I'm a highly strategic thinker. Okay. Um, Yeah, I would consider myself a a strategist more than a planner.
0: So, how would you, I mean, high level, how would you sort of structure your day? Because I know you said you kind of take time to reflect and then you kind of set goals out daily. But, like, how do you set up your day to ensure that you're staying focused on tasks, you get what you need to get done throughout the day?
2: Look, the very. the very biggest thing that I uh, that I always keep pressing uh, when I start my day is uh, there are a few things I'm going to have to say yes to, and uh, and a lot of things you're going to have to say no to, and I think that discipline comes with time. Uh, people in uh, in roles with uh, with high volume of task at hand uh, will quickly realize that it oftentimes it's more more important to learn how to say no to mm-hmm. things than uh, than really tackling everything that comes your way. Um, so I will say that uh, I start my day by just you know scanning everything that it's uh, that it's on the desk and uh, very disciplinely putting uh, putting a no to things that are not fundamental to the business uh, in an immediate way.
0: So that's what you sort of base it on is like, what are the needs right now and anything that don't match that urgently you say no to and what does you say yes to?
2: Yes. And then, uh, okay. and then that opens up space for, uh, for the rest of the day, right? So once you tackle all the pressing matters that you have for, for the immediate uh, need of the business, uh, you open up space for your uh, strategic thinking and, uh, and your, your planning for the next 30, 60, and 90 days.
0: So walk us through a bit of your strategic thinking because I'm fascinated by this and I think it's super important because I, you know, for someone like you who has been in structured situations, you've learned a lot, right? Like you are an athlete, you are structured, you have that discipline. So for your strategic thinking specifically, like how do you set time aside? What do you like? Do you like to go for a walk? Do you do that when you do train? Like walk us through that a bit.
2: Yeah. Um... Look, I try to have uh, different building blocks in my day. Uh, one very important building block is uh, is to do physical activities,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, whether it's a swim, whether it's a run, or sometime on the trainer if, uh, if the weather is not nice during these uh, winter days. Um, but that's just one part of the building block. Um, the other piece that I, uh, that I always like to have in, in my structure is, okay, so what are consumers saying? How do I get close to the marketplace? How do I, how do I continue to be in a place where, where I'm hearing what's relevant so that we can keep it uh, you know, close, to, uh, close to our reach and, uh, and steer the boat uh, in that direction? But at the same time, um, I always want to have uh, space for, uh, for being nimble. And uh, and what I mean by that is that uh, sometimes you know life throws uh, curves at you and you need to react to it. So being highly strategic doesn't mean that you be that you have to be um, you know super square and stiff. It means that you have to have the ability to move those building blocks around your day. I mean, ideally, I would like to do uh, you know my exercise in the morning, uh, but yeah. sometimes you just can't do it, right? So you need to be able to move those key building blocks. Uh, around so that you can uh, you can still have a structured day without necessarily being stiff totally to- and uh, your second question was around uh, when do I take my time to think yeah um, I do use my training time to think yeah uh, about the business because it's uh, it's completely undivided attention and uh, you have nothing that uh, that interrupts you so that's uh that's a great time to to reflect uh on what you have at hand
0: what has you know you're uh you prepared for an ironman recently um obviously that takes so much commitment and time and i and mean then some and then some and i mean you competed in one of the most iconic one day endurance events in the world right that's correct and yep. what what was that called
2: so that was the world championship for, uh, for Ironman in Kona.
0: Got you. So going through that, training for that, also being the president of this company, like specifically about the Ironman, like what did that teach you about life, about being a leader, going through that?
2: Look, many, many, many things. So we, as you know or, or uh, might not know, um, Vega was for the first time, uh, you know, the title sponsor of the yeah. World Championships uh, at Ironman. So that uh, That's amazing. It was a big accomplishment for, for the brand because it goes back to our original roots, mm-hmm. uh, connecting back to the story I told you about Brandon. Um, but when it comes to my learnings, um, so first, uh, you will never be prepared enough. So if you ask me today, did you train the amount of hours per week that you wanted it to train? The answer to that will be no. <laughs> uh, ideally, I would have liked to train uh, twice the amount of volume that I put in. Uh, but with that, um, the second, the second key learning was actually the fact that anything that you set your mind to and uh, and work really hard towards will be achievable. Um, the other learning that I got is. Um, once you set uh, targets and you allow your uh, your mind and uh, and the willpower to take over anything that you may be feeling, um, you get to unlock a different set of uh, of capabilities, um, and that to me was the biggest learning: is trust uh, trust your training uh, and trust the ability of your mind and uh, and willpower. To power you through any difficult times or any challenging uh, environments, and and that is true for business, right? Yeah. You will never be prepared enough for a presentation. You will never be prepared enough for uh, tackling a business discussion. There is always um, there will always be unknowns, and uh, you have to trust uh, that your training and uh, and your preparation will uh, will help you get through any unknowns. That yeah. was my biggest uh, learning.
0: It's the small things, isn't it? Like, I think yeah. if, you, if you focus early on on the finish line, whether that be for the Ironman or whether that be for what you want to accomplish in business, it's so difficult to do. But if you look at what's right in front of you, and you say, if I knock off these three things, and then tomorrow, I knock off three more. And then in two months, I'm going to trust that I've done enough to be prepared for that. I mean, that's really all you can do.
2: Yeah, that, and I think uh, what's also important in anything you do in life, whether it's uh, you know setting the target for your business growth or uh, you know setting the target for uh, the time you want to finish a race, uh, what I think is important is that you place this map in your uh, in your brain uh, with clear targets. So you have your uh, your base target, which is look, if I have a decent race. I will accomplish this uh, this race in such time. And then you start building up stretch targets, right? The same way you do with your businesses. Gotcha. Okay, if, if I have a spectacular swim and, you know, uh, a barely decent uh, bike and run, I will get to this target. And and so on and so forth. You start building up a different level of, uh, of stretches within your targets. Okay. And uh, and that gets you, you know, milestone by by milestone. To keep on improving on your uh, on your performance uh, for that particular event, the same is true in business. You know, you have to have your building blocks. You know, whether it's by account, whether it's by country or by territory or by franchise. It's like, what do I want to accomplish with these uh, product lines? And uh, and if I want to stretch uh, this target, what would it look like? And once you start painting that uh, mental map, um, you get to visualize it, and then uh, it becomes much more tangible. And I think, yeah, and I think there is, there is a lot of power in that.
0: Interesting. So I'm going to feed that back to you just so to ensure I got it and the audience does too, because I think it's important. So is what you're saying, like you have mapped out, like, this is what I want to accomplish. If I got to this point, amazing. And then when you're talking about stretching out those goals, you're like, if I get to here, like, and I still feel good and I'm, and I still have this, this is the next block. And then after that, it's the next block. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. Got you. And Because do- if you don't
2: have the mental maps, you will not have a target, right? Once you're there, you'll be like, okay, so I didn't prepare my stretch. What what does my stretch look like? And you don't want to be in a place where you're just bonking out, right?
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting because I think a lot of people will take the mentality of not having those mental maps in place and just go until you can't anymore. but I think correct. having those mental maps in place, like you said, that, that's where I see that being so, so important because oftentimes we don't go as far as we can. Even though our body can go more, our mind shuts down on us.
2: That is correct, and, uh, and there is science behind it. Uh, essentially, your, your mind will actually shut you down before you reach your maximum potential just uh, on the concept or notion of uh, self-preservation.
0: Interesting. Do you know uh, oh, what's his name? He was on the Joe Rogan Experience. He's a he's an animal. <laughs> I think he does it. He David made,
2: David David Goggins. Yeah. Do you know him? I don't know him personally, but uh, but I've been following him uh, for quite a
0: while. Okay, so you know of him? Yeah, he, he, he's pretty impressive. He he kind of talks very similarly to how you're talking.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a typical guy that will run on uh, on broken legs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> those stories are insane, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, he's pretty impressive, very inspirational,
0: yeah, no doubt. um so for you, uh what like moving forward into twenty twenty do you feel like it's important for people to set those yearly goals? absolutely mm-hmm.
2: absolutely and I, and I don't think uh setting uh, setting up goals is uh it's a matter of uh year end. I think um, systematically you have to have the discipline to set goals. Um, I think once a year is probably not enough uh, because that will not allow you to adjust whether um, whether is your plan or whether it's to get uh, a further stretch. Um, you have to have the ability to reset your goals uh, if you're undershooting, basically.
0: Totally, 100%. Now, the last thing I want to touch on here is... Plant based diets. I mean, yes, I'm assuming you're on a plant based diet. Yes, I am. What have you found? Because I'm super interested in this. Okay. Like I've taken that step of here's the thing I was into meat, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to become a vegetarian because I thought that step into a plant based diet was too much. But now I'm really starting to think about it. Walk me through maybe how, since becoming and, and getting on a plant based diet yourself, how that's helped you.
2: Look, personally, I feel, uh, I feel that I can recover faster. Um, I personally feel lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any, uh, any issues with uh, all the nourishment that I need. Uh, the opposite is true uh, because the way we formulate, actually, um, it's given me the opportunity to have better uh, nutrient-dense uh, diets. Okay. And, uh, and I just feel better. Do, and, and to be quite honest, once once you get uh, into a good cadence, uh, my own experience was that I uh, I started to uh, – or I stopped craving stuff that I was uh, used to eating before.
0: Yeah. Isn't that funny how when you do – like you go through these stretches and I've been through – like you go through these stretches where you eat super healthy and then all of a sudden you don't crave chips. Yeah. And you don't crave chocolate. But then when you do start eating those chips and chocolate, you don't crave the healthy food anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think what's important is that uh, you know consumers need to have the flexibility to have uh, to have good nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be plant-based diet. I mean, it would be great for uh, for the planet if it is a one hundred percent plant-based and and not meat and whatnot. But you know, we believe in the power of choice as well. Totally, and it's all about it's all about marginal gains, right? I mean, if it's uh, you know one day a week that you want to eat uh, plant based, then that's great. Yeah, if you want to be one hundred percent plant based, that's also great.
0: Also, oh, you're you're not privy to you, know, you got to be plant based.
2: I don't think so. I mean, the consumers have the ability to choose, and uh, and I think it's great that uh, that we believe in that.
0: I do too, and it's great that you have a product that that re- reflects that. Because, you know, I take protein powder and I didn't see a huge difference going to a completely plant-based one. And uh, yeah. that's always, it's amazing when you can actually accomplish something like that. I think that's really when you st- when more and more people start to do that. I think people will start to gravitate towards that. Because I think people do have a lot of interest in doing that.
2: Yeah. I think the most important uh, reflection here is uh, how do we make sure that uh, that we allow consumers to get better nourishment? Yeah. Um, I mean, oftentimes you see, you know, overfed and undernourished uh, uh, populations and that's uh, that's where I think we need to do uh, a better work on how do we allow better nourishment.
0: 100%. So if people wanted to learn about the product, learn more about you, the company, get their hands on it, where's the best place everyone can go?
2: Look, we have uh, have our website and we have uh, more than 4,200 pages of content and uh, we have a live uh, consumer experience team that it's uh, always uh, willing and eager to talk about uh, what we have, what we do, and how we can help improve uh, people's life in uh, in terms of uh, nutrition. So, um, you know, myvega.com will be a great place to start.
0: Amazing. I'll share that in the show notes, everyone, myvega.com. And where are you most active on social media?
2: Uh, we're in Facebook and we're on Instagram.
0: Great. Perfect. Yep. I'll, sh- I'll share both of those as well so you can keep along on the updates and follow along on their journey. Uh, now, Fantastic. Michael- yeah. Awesome. Now, Michael, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is we're going to give you the floor, okay? <laughs> you have the opportunity today to share with our audience a thought of the day.
2: I'm sorry. I... I- are you still with me? I you got spotty. I'm sorry, I lost a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you, but I couldn't hear what you said.
0: No worries. No, I can. That's why I can edit it. <laughs> um, okay, Michael. So the way we end the show here on the Daily Grind is we're going to give you the floor, and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience a thought of the day. So it could be something you're thinking about or a message you want everyone to go home with.
2: Absolutely. Look, I think the thought of the day, uh, based on our discussion and based on uh, on my core belief, is that um, the ability to unlock the full potential of a, of a person is actually to set uh, to set objectives that are reachable but yet uh, a stretch. People uh, that stay committed to it and discipline and work really hard uh, towards those goals uh, will unlock tremendous potential. And uh, re- relying on, um, on the people around you uh, to cheer you on and, uh, and help you along the way uh, brings tremendous value.
0: Amazing. Well, Michael, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here and sharing your wisdom with the Daily Grind audience today
2: yeah, thank you so much, Colin. Thank you so much. It was fantastic chatting with you. And uh, yeah, wish you the best next time you're in Vancouver. Just make sure you pass by. Uh, we'll share a fantastic smoothie and, uh, <laughs> and I'll
0: it. share and
2: I'll share and I'll share my favorite recipe with you, yeah.
0: Um, you're on. I love it. I love awesome. it. We'll take you up on that. Everyone, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, share this out with a friend. We'll be back tomorrow with another amazing episode. Until then, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding.
1: Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud, my time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop.